it would be weeks in between orders and like it was disheartening and I remember saying to my husband like, what are we doing like I've got this new baby I'm trying to like navigate motherhood with three children and I've got all these like products to sell and is it going to work should I just get another job and it was stressful um but yeah perseverance paid off that is Belinda Appleby for this episode of From Birth to Business. I am your host, Britt, and we're about to get into a conversation that truly represents the power of patience and perseverance when it comes to launching your own product-based business. Belinda subtly weaves in so many lessons and learnings that are really invaluable to anyone currently swirling with a business idea or perhaps even in the development process. There's things around how she changed the way she packaged and sent her product to avoid damages and also the app that she finally found that put an end to her and her husband manually sending tracking order numbers to customers. So much in this episode and I can't wait for you to hear her story. Belinda, what brand are you the founder of and who are you a mother to? So I'm the founder of Bundle Australia. Um, we're a boutique baby brand um, based on the Central Coast, which is just north of Sydney. Um, so we specialise in organic infant sleepwear, so um, bedding, blankets, and our signature product is our wool wrap, which is like a little woolen duvet. Um, it folds up over bub and is secured with little side wings, so it keeps them nice and cocooned and they can't kick off their blankets at night. And yeah, that's our um, original and signature product and yeah, where we all started. Um, and I'm the mother of three beautiful kitties, um, aged eight, six, and almost four. So I've definitely got my hands full. Um, yeah, but that's, that's me. I so wish that I found the wool wrap when Lily was, <laughs> was still small because I convinced myself that she was, she just didn't like being swaddled, but I 100% was just a bad swaddle on it. So oh, I think you found your wool wrap when she was still little enough to be oh, in it. We hear that all the time. Oh, it's genius. Yeah. I was obviously looking at the website before our chat today and I was like, oh my God, why didn't I find that? That's it. And I mean, you can still swaddle your baby in the wrap. So yeah. it really just comes down to what your bub likes best. So my little ones like to sleep with their arms up and the wrap worked perfectly for that. But um, yeah, it's versatile, which is good. <laughs> yeah, so did Lily. She loves sleeping with her hands, her fists. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. uh, what were you doing for work before you launched Bundle? Yeah, so that feels like a lifetime ago now, but um, that takes me back to before my eldest was born, so about eight and a half years ago, and we were living in New Zealand at the time. Um, my husband's a Kiwi, so we spent about five years living over there. Um, and I was actually working for a nursery furniture manufacturer. So in the industry, I guess it was my first like taste of the baby industry. Um, so a good little, um, first step, I guess, into the industry. And, um, we manufactured cots and bassinets and exported them around the world. So that role kind of started off just in sales and marketing. 
Um, but the company had a huge um, restructure probably like three years in and that saw me take like almost the general manager position, which was a little bit of everything. And I was so overwhelmed and stressed and it was a huge responsibility, but I learned so much. And looking back now, some of the things I learned have like really set me up for business myself. Um, so yeah, we traveled around the world doing trade shows and expos and um, met some amazing people who I still keep in contact with today. Um, yeah, so that was me. Um, then I had my first child and we ended up moving back to Australia, which obviously I didn't go back to that same role. And yeah, that's where it, where it all started, what I was doing before Bundle. Wow. What an amazing opportunity yeah. before you launched into your own thing to have that. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, if I wasn't doing that then, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to jump all in. Um, but I felt, yeah, like I'd picked up lots of tips and tools along the way, um, which definitely helped. And I think being thrown into the deep end, I mean, I was, yeah, it was eight years ago, so I was quite young and yeah, it was overwhelming, but yeah, I wouldn't look back now. It's definitely, um, been an amazing experience. So good. Yeah. It's one of those sink or swim and you obviously, yeah. <laughs> <have> swim. <laughs> um, so when did you have the idea to start Bundle? So yeah, back when I had my first child, my son, um, yeah, as I said, we were living in New Zealand. It was the middle of winter and it was freezing cold. Um, we were living in an old house, which was cold as well. And, um, yeah, he would wake up in the night cold. He'd kicked off his blankets. His legs were cold. And I was a new mom. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to keep him warm. And, I remember thinking in the middle of the night one night, gosh, I need something that can keep him wrapped up nice and snug. Um, and something I was really into like the organic materials and natural fibers. And we did use a lot of woolen blankets and woolen products, um, being in New Zealand. And I knew the amazing benefits of the wool, um, at temperature regulating. And I thought if only there was something made of wool that could keep him covered up and still feeling like safe and secure. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where the idea first popped into my head. Um, and also I had a similar thought when we were walking one day in the pram, cause the wrap can be used in like a pram bassinet as well. And yeah, I didn't really do anything else about it though, because he grew up and yeah, um, it wasn't until I had my next child a couple of years later and the same thoughts kind of popped into my head and then once again, I was busy looking after the, my two little ones. So the idea was still there and it was something that I always wanted to do, but I kind of didn't have the guts or the push to actually do it. And then it was when I was pregnant with my third child that I thought, if I'm going to do it, now's the time. Like I wasn't working full time. Yes, I had two little ones already to run after, but, um, yeah, I had the time on my hands to kind of actually do it. And my husband was really supportive as well and supported me and told me to just look, give it a go and see, see what happens. So yeah, that's when we first started, which seems like forever ago, but it really wasn't that long ago, um, about four years ago. So how, so the, how long did the idea swirl in your head before you actually said, I'm going to give this a shot? It would have been about four years, I reckon. Wow. I think, gosh, imagine if I started it. Yeah. Back yeah. When it first came into your head. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then when you decided I'm going to give this a go, what 
what did you do next? And were you, so you were currently pregnant? I was pregnant. Yeah. I think I, I, think I started at the bit, very beginning of the pregnancy and we launched the brand like just before having my third child, which seems crazy to do. Wow. <laughs> but it's just the way that it all fell together, timing wise. Um, so yeah. what did you, yeah, I guess, so what did you do first then? Well, first I started with sketches and to get the actual product itself, um, yeah, designed. And honestly, I still got the sketches today and it's actually embarrassing to go back and look at them. <laughs> so you, ske you sketch those yourself? Yeah, with my husband's help. So my husband, he's a draftsman, so he's quite clever with stuff like that. And um, yeah, so he helped and then... Um, yeah, the next step I started looking for manufacturers, um, and once I had a couple, we got some samples made. So this was really tough, I think, because a, the product didn't really exist and, um, we were dealing with manufacturers overseas. So there was the language barrier as well. And then, yeah, just the first lot of samples that came, it was, I thought I'd really like made it so clear what I wanted and what we got in the mail was just nothing at all what we were after. Like it couldn't be further from what we were after, um, which was really, really disheartening um, and kind of made me think, oh, is, it, is there any point like persevering with this? Because are we actually going to get a product that's worth selling? Um, but we did persevere. Um did you, sorry, did you persevere with that same factory or did you decide? We did have samples from a few different ones. Um, I wanted, so with the wrap, it's, it was back then actually manufactured um, the cover in India and the wool, you know, was manufactured in China with Australian wool. So that was another juggle because there just wasn't one supplier that could do both. Um, so... What was your question? Sorry. No, 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 that's, that's okay. How did you, um, so a couple of questions. How did you find the two, or I, you said you got samples, sorry, from yeah. a few different factories. Yeah. How did you find them in the beginning? Is this, did you have connections from your previous role or did you? Um, I did have a connections, but I didn't use them. I think I was just Googling um, and started from there once I had a few. And so, yeah, back to the samples, some of them were a big no straight away. Um, and with the cover being organic cotton, I wanted that made in India because I knew that that's where the, most of the cotton came from. Um, and the first sample that, that came, I've still got it. It was tiny. It was, it wouldn't have fit a doll and it had this huge big head, like, cushioned pillow right around the head it was not at all what we were after I think they just went for it and made their own thing oh, no. and it was yeah that was yeah it was really upsetting because I felt like yes it's going to come back and be amazing and we'll be able to hit go straight away and start selling them um but yeah I'm proud to say that that is the same manufacturer that we use now so really wow a lot of samples back and forth and like conversations with them to explain what we wanted but yeah they've finally um yeah they perfected it now <laughs> so yeah that's amazing and yeah the wool inner that was um similar situation I think just because it was so different and they didn't really have anything else to go off and yeah um but we got there in the end <laughs> so how long do you think that sampling process took 
And also because there was a lot of back and forth, was it a lot more money up front than what you expected? Um, yes, I think so. Probably was about, it would have been at least six months, I reckon, um, with the conversations in between back and forth with sending samplings and the samples are actually really expensive as well, um, yes. especially if it's a custom made thing. Um, and then you've got to factor in the time to actually make the samples. So I feel like each time it was, um, remade, it took a little bit less time, but yeah, probably about six months, I reckon all up, um, yeah. cost wise, I kind of just had to wear the cost and it was, I guess it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Probably what I expected to be honest. And looking back now, it was probably cheaper than what it is today with the yeah. cost. Yeah. The cost of everything these days. Um, yeah. It's gone through the roof. Yeah. For sure. um, so six months to go through the sampling, mm -hmm. finally have a product you were happy with. Mm -hmm. What did you do after that? Um, so once I actually had the product, I started thinking about the branding and all that. I guess I was kind of doing that in the background anyway, once that was happening in the hopes that I would eventually get to a product, to have a product to sell. Um, yeah. So I started thinking about the branding and the way I wanted the business to look and feel, um, colors and just the general vibes that we were going for. Um, and then of course the website set up as well, which was another big thing being, you know, solely e-commerce. Did you do all of that work yourself, all the design, branding? And yeah, I did. So, um, for two, well, mainly because of the cost factor, I think back then. Yeah. So obviously we had a baby on the way and didn't have a lot of, um, spare money to splash around. Um, so saved money wherever we could, um, the website I actually set up on Wix myself, which I found was relatively easy. I, yeah, had kind of helped with the website set up of the last company that I was working for. So I kind of knew what I was doing, but still had to learn my way through it. Um, and it was by all means very basic. And when we launched, we had two products, so it wasn't <laughs> anywhere near like what it is now. Um, that was going to be my next question. So you launched with the wool wrap and what else did you Yeah, launch? just our shell stitch blanket. So just the two products. Um, and to be honest, I didn't know if we were even going to sell any of them. So it was a big gamble, um, and took a lot of balls to actually, yeah, get it going. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, how many, um, units did you have of each sitting there? It wasn't a huge amount. I was lucky that the manufacturer, um, knowing that it was like a unique product, they agreed to do a, min a low minimum order, which was amazing because um, that obviously saved um, cost and also the risk of it. me being stuck with all these racks that no one wants. Uh, so I think from memory it was 100, which seemed like a lot back then as well. Um, and the blankets probably about the same. Um can't remember exact numbers, but it wasn't yep. too many. A hundred is a lot more um, doable, I feel like, to, oh, yeah. to get over than sitting at home with, you know, thousands, thousands. of them. Sure, yeah. And I think if that was the case, it might have been my decider in the beginning, or like whether or not to go through with it. And obviously being like the first product, um, we wanted to make sure it was perfect and, you know, go off customer feedback and things like that to refine it. So I didn't want to be stuck with a thousand and then we changed the design and yeah, so on. So, yeah. yeah. So when you had, uh, both the shell stitch blanket and the wool wrap, 
uh, final samples that you were happy with and yeah. you said to the manufacturer, okay, let's hit go, mm-hmm. let's go with 100 units. Did you then figure out the packaging side? Like what did that part of the journey I look like? I think I did that all at the same time. So, yeah, back then the blankets were packaged in a box, which looked amazing, but practicality of it now, we don't do that anymore because they get squashed. <laughs> And it looks pretty when the customer receives them. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a learning curve. Um, and then the wrap is still packaged the same way. So it comes in a little linen by canvas bag, um, which can be reused or use it for traveling and things. Um, so that was all like way in the beginning. Um, and, yeah, the manufacturers sorted the packaging then as well. So you sourced all of that from the one yeah, so the blanket was a different manufacturer, but they, yeah, they made the boxes and things for those. So um, back then I didn't have anything fancy like branded tissue paper or stickers and things like that. It was literally just the product. And I can't even remember if I had like a thank you card or anything. I'm sure I did, but it would have been very basic. <laughs> yeah. But we're talking like back then it was it would be weeks in between orders and like, it was disheartening. And I remember saying to my husband, like, what are we doing? Like, I've got this new baby. I'm trying to like navigate motherhood with three children and got all these like products to sell. And is it going to work? Should I just get another job? And it was stressful. Um, but yeah, perseverance paid off. And I remember still back in those early days, texting my mom every time we sold a wool wrap and I'd be like, oh my God, someone bought one. And it would just give me that little glimmer of hope and to let me know that, yeah, there were people out there that saw the benefit in it and wanted the product. Um, so that's kind of what kept me going, even though sometimes it was weeks in between orders. Um, yeah, it's kind of what I needed. What were you doing with those weeks in between orders? Were you publishing on social media? Were yeah. you an audience? What? Yeah. Yeah. I guess being a mum. <laughs> first and foremost at that time. Um, but yeah, I did get the social media up and running actually before I had the product just to try and build it up a bit to all my, I think I had like a hundred followers, not even, um, but just to try and get it established. And most of those people were just friends and family. Um, but it kind of wasn't the same as what it is now. I feel like influences and things weren't so much a thing back then, like they are now. Um, so if I did it all again, I'd probably do it a little bit differently, but yeah, I do, I'd try and post like a few times a week, I think. And once I had some photos and things at my save as well, was definitely helpful. Um, yeah. So I guess just that and like working on the website as well. Yeah. When do you feel like the business started to really kind of get momentum and I guess those weeks were becoming you know, maybe in all, a couple of orders a week. And also, did you change anything in your strategy that you feel got you there? Um, yeah. So I think the biggest thing for us, once we started selling, um, word of mouth is just huge for us. Um, so obviously if the, the wrap helped one baby to sleep better, that mum told other mums and then they'd come to us. And like the word of mouth is our best um, type of advertising for sure. Um, type of marketing, sorry. And, um, yeah, that definitely just gave me that push as well, um, to keep going with it. But it was probably, I'd say 
probably a year in when the orders started coming through regularly. Um, so back then when we started, like a lot of small um, businesses, I was packing orders on the kitchen bench um, at night when the kids were in bed and my husband by my side helping me. Um, so it's actually a little bit labor intensive, the, the wraps themselves, because we actually assemble them and like each wrap mm. takes a good five minutes to put together and quality check. So, um, we still do that now because I like to know that when we send them out there, you know, top quality, no defects or anything. Um, but yeah, so we'd be up, up to like midnight, some nights, just packing orders until we outgrew the kitchen table. <laughs> and then, um... The house we were living in at the time, my husband built a little studio out the back, which we then could put everything in, which was quite nice to separate the two, like business and home life a little bit. Um, and that was amazing. We had that for probably, oh, I'm saying maybe two years or just under, um, until we outgrew that. And yeah, last year we moved to a warehouse space, which is amazing and huge. And yeah, it's just so nice now to fully separate things. Cause you know, when I'd get an order and I had the, even with the studio at home, I'd go out at 10 o'clock at night and pack the order and make sure it was ready to go in the morning. Cause I was excited and yeah, wanted to stay on top of it all. Um, so now that is nice because I feel like I can switch off a little bit, even though, yeah. you know, the customers, they come at you from every angle. So I feel like it doesn't, you can never fully switch off with your own business, but you can to a degree. Yeah. There's an, I think, I think you're right. You sometimes need a bit of a physical separator between yeah. the two. Otherwise exactly. the worlds just blend and, and yeah. You're yeah, that's right. Um, was that a scary decision deciding to go in to a factory? Um, it was both scary and exciting. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's the added expense each week, um, to hire the warehouse space, but yeah, I, I guess it was nerve wracking and we actually moved house as well, which was a part of the reason why we, um, had to do it and we've just knocked down a house and we're re rebuilding now. So it's all <laughs> happening and we obviously yeah, needed the space. Yeah. <laughs> But now that we've got it, I don't think we'd ever go back. Yeah. Is it still, so who works in the business? Is it yourself? Your yeah. Partner? So my husband left his job, um, probably like a year and a half ago, I think it was, and was helping me full time, um, which was really good. Um, but then, so he's also a carpenter, so he's currently building our house. And so it was the start of this year. I knew that I couldn't do it on my own and still make school drop off, school pick up and all those other like just normal mum life things. So yeah, we hired our first staff member at the start of this year, which was super exciting. And Renee's been amazing. And now I couldn't do it without her. So yeah. And it's just nice to know that I don't have to rush out there every day and yeah, spend the day out there packing orders. So yeah. And not just that, also the social side of it, having someone to bounce ideas off and have some company and yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you, um, so when you launched, you said that you were using Wix, mm -hmm. are you still on that platform for your website and what other digital tools do you currently use to run Bundle? Yeah. So probably, I think it was maybe two years in, um, we made the switch from Wix to Shopify. Um, mainly I think there were just... Shopify had a lot more on offer for e-commerce brands and it just seemed to be able to do a lot more 
that things that Wix couldn't do. Um, so I actually, at the same time, didn't rebrand, but just had a graphic designer help me out to make the brand a little bit prettier. <laughs> Because I did like the way that it was, but I just felt like it needed something else. So she did a full brand package for me um, with like brand pattern colors and just made it feel a bit more professional, which was good. Um, so she also switched the website over for me from Wix to Shopify because that was a bit of a daunting task to do, um, having not used Shopify before. Um, so yeah, with that, um, so with Shopify, you can add different apps to help out, um, in the background on your website. Um, one of the ones that we use now is the Australia Post. I think it's Seller Dash, um, to do like generate your labels and, um, and all that. So okay. prior, prior to doing that, I don't know how we lasted doing this for as long as what we did, but literally my husband and I would sit there at night and send the tracking numbers to the customers and oh it would sometimes take hours and it was kind of like you'd have a good day, you'd get the orders out and when we started getting busy, we'd be sitting there for hours like making sure we're sending the right tracking numbers to the right people and of course we stuffed it up a lot and I was like there must be an easier way and then someone told me about this um, this app on Shopify and yeah, haven't looked back since because you it sends the um, tracking straight to the customer, generates your labels and you can fill in all the weights and everything. So it's definitely it automates that whole process. Oh, yes. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Saved us hours. So <laughs> how labor intensive. Oh, um, so we're on Shopify now. We use Seller Dash. Mm -hmm. Do you use something for email marketing? Yeah, so we do use Klaviyo. Um, it's really amazing. And I was a little bit skeptical at the beginning, but it's just so good, like what you can do in terms of targeting your audience. So like if I wanted to, I could um, send an email to anyone who's looked on the website in the last week and added like a wool wrap to their cart, but not gone through with the purchase and you can email those people. So it's, it's amazing. And really, yeah, we use it quite a lot. Um, you can also then go back and uh, look at your sales and see which ones were attributed to Clavio. And yeah, so it's definitely worth, worth having. Yeah. And, um, with social media, have you branched into influencers or are you doing paid ads? Um, both. So to be honest, we'd only started paid ads probably in the last two to three years. So we definitely didn't do them to start off with, I think because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so we did pay an agency probably like three years ago for a little while, which helped me find my feet, I guess, and know what I should be doing. It was expensive though. And we yeah, did hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I knew a little bit about the Facebook advertising and um, I think it just pushed me to learn more about how to do it myself. And so since then I've been doing it myself and we've pretty much always got ads going. Um, and yeah, it's the return on ad spend for us is really good. So yeah, we do that. We do Google ads as well. Um, I actually do outsource that though, because that's just a whole other thing that I don't have time for. Um, maybe one day I'll sit down and figure out how to do, that, do it all myself. But um, for now, it's easier just to, to outsource that. 
And I also feel like with Google ads, things are just changing so fast that if you're not in it all the time, yeah, it can just run away from you. And then, yeah, like you said, you have you, your time is better spent else, elsewhere in the business. Exactly, yeah. Um, earlier, so you mentioned you launched with two products. Mm-hmm. I've obviously had a look at your website. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you have so many things now available oh. <laughs> to purchase. What was the third item? And did you use the same manufacturers that you uh, launched with? What does that look like? So, yeah, the third item was our vanilla speckle blanket with the matching bonnet and booties. Um, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> that came probably about an, a year later. So for the first good year, it was just the two products until I guess we could afford to buy more stock. Um, and that was the same manufacturer that does our blankets. Um, and... Yeah, I guess we just continued adding to the range from then. Yeah. And did you um did you have your own kind of pattern maker as well that you were working with or is that a service that these manufacturers offer? Uh, some of them do, I believe. I'd normally go to them with what I was after. Um they do send ideas and things, but I think most of the time I've gone to them with what I'm after and yeah, colours and things like that. Um, I have had my graphic designer a couple of times help out with designs as well, which then I send on to the manufacturer. Um, yeah, but most of the time it's us doing the design inside of things. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we're now how many years into the business? Um, we've just over four, so about four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say in the whole four and a half years was the biggest, I guess, learning curve? Yeah, I think probably back to the beginning, the sampling, and even now I still I hate that side of it because it's tedious. Um, and I think you've just got to have the resilience because, yeah, you're going to be disappointed, things are going to happen, and you just have to be able to bounce back and adapt to what's going on. Um, yeah, I think the sampling, and as I said, it was so disheartening at the beginning when that was just not what I was after. <laughs> and yeah. Literally just a couple of weeks ago, I've had the same thing happen with colours for an item and, yeah, so it's going to continue happening. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to learn from these things and, yeah, and bounce back from it. Well, it would have been exactly what you were after if you were designing wool wraps for dolls, but yeah. that's, it. <laughs> that's not what you were lacking as well as a new, as another product line. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a good point because I think anyone starting a business, you put all this time and effort into, you know, coming up with your idea, finally, like you say, having the balls to go out to the factories and get a sample made and it comes and it's not what you want. It would be so easy to just, you know, throw in the towel and say, maybe it's not meant for us, but perseverance is definitely key. When you, um, found the manufacturers and it was finally, you're finally ready to go. Did you, uh, I guess self-fund the whole thing or did you get a business loan yeah, we just did it ourselves. It wasn't a huge expense. Um, I think with the two products, it was probably, I'd say, around about the $5,000 mark, which I felt was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how that would compare in the market today. Um, but, yeah, so we just funded that ourselves. Um, my husband was working full-time at the time, so... 
it felt manageable, um, that amount anymore. And I don't know if we would have made the jump. Yeah. Yeah. And great that the manufacturers that you did find were happy to do that minimum yeah. for you. Yeah. That, that's often another barrier. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And even now with some new product ideas and things, they'll say, oh, yeah, that's like a 10,000 minimum order. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I, it's, you know, you got to kind of test the waters first before you jump right in. So, yeah. I guess it's different for each industry as well. Uh, but gosh, 10,000 units of anything is, is a scary number. Um, so what would be your biggest piece of advice that you would give another mum at home that has a product concept? Um, I think number one, the do your market research. Um, definitely have a look at and see what's out there. Um make sure the product doesn't already exist and if it does um you know is it worth changing it to do better or yeah I guess to see if there's the demand as well um for the product um yeah find um, your target market as well and find that pain point that they've got and how you can address that because that's really what business is all about um that would be my number one piece of advice. Number two, probably to have a really strong support unit, um, people that you can yeah bounce ideas off, um, whether that's other people in business or yeah just friends and family and having that support because um, that was yeah invaluable. I know that in those early days, I reached out to a lot of businesses that I liked and yeah asked for help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Because and a lot of those businesses I still speak with today. So, I mean, yeah, you've got to, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. <laughs> and what's the worst thing that could happen? They, they, yeah, they don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's worth definitely jumping into. I think, um, as well, as I mentioned before, the resilience and just to be adaptable and don't give up, I guess. <laughs> and if you believe that it's something worth selling, then yeah, go for it. You've got to take that risk and. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> I have one more question that I just, I thought of. So obviously you sell direct to consumer. Do you have a wholesale side of the business or is that something that you're planning on introducing? Yeah, we do actually. So we've at the moment got about, I think just over 30 stockists worldwide, which is Whoa. amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's something that we haven't really pushed ourselves. So it's only like in the last few months we've started looking for other stockists um, ourselves. But up until now, those are just businesses that have come to us to to purchase the products, which is amazing. Um, and, and the power of word of mouth too, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. So we've got, yeah, some overseas, which is just mind-blowing. And I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And especially when you see, yeah, your products in stores and yeah, being advertised, it's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> um, all right. Last question is, are there any other brands who are developing pregnancy, baby, postpartum products that you love and would recommend? Yeah, I think another mumpreneur that I love, which is an also another um, local mum, is um, Kira Rumble. And she owns um, Crumbled Foods, which do like a collagen beauty bite. And she's 
Well, she's actually got three businesses now, which is incredible. She's got a toddler and a newborn as well. <laughs> so she has that business and also a skincare range, Habitual Beauty. And she's just launched um, another business, Mini and Me, which is like a hydration drink. So she suffered from severe HG throughout her last pregnancy or from both pregnancies, I think. And yeah, it's just a hydration drink full of like vitamins and minerals to help with that. So yeah, I definitely look up to her. I've been chatting to her for years over on Instagram and she's a happy customer of ours as well. So yeah, it's really nice to just have other people in the industry to bounce ideas off. But yeah, she's definitely an amazing mama that yeah, we look up to. <laughs> Was she one of the ones that you reached out to in the early days for advice? I think she, ah, uh, no, I don't think she was. Um, it wasn't until I think she purchased a wrap and she oh. might have shared it on her page and then kind of got the conversation started there. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, there's so many amazing businesses out there that we chat to and come across and most of them all are run by mum. So yeah, it's amazing. And it's so nice to be a part of. <laughs> 